0: what up what up what up welcome back to another edition of the bad podcast brad and the wayne in here with my brother brad and we're live inside of the eager to run club the free run club if you're not a part please join it it's, it's free it's a run club what more can you ask for but anyway brad what are we talking about today brother
1: Free, free 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 hey man we got a special guest and, and being in the eager to run club we're going to talk about running today but uh we're going to talk about preparation as well so i got a quote luck is a matter of preparation meeting opportunity and that's from the one and only oprah
0: oprah big o all right y'all let's oh. get it
1: hey good job guys good job mental battle mental battle For
0: life, what it look like, what it be like, what it do back in here. Another episode of the Bad Podcast, man. And we are super excited to come with another episode, man. First of all, we always got to shout out those that are listening. Those that are watching live. I see y'all jumping in. We're live in the Eager to Run Club. Uh, and we have a special guest, uh, special guest that we're excited to have, excited to talk to. And uh, Brad, man, I'm going to toss it to you, man, because I know you're going to say he going to let, let him introduce himself. So I'm going to let you say that part, and we'll get yeah. into it.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to have this new guest on the, on the podcast today. This was somebody that uh, a good friend of mine uh, told me about and said, hey, you got to interview this guy. So uh, Tucker, I want you to take it away and just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, good morning. Uh, stoked to be here. A little about myself. Well, um, this is a great spot for me to jump in and uh, join you guys. Cause running has been a big part of my life for many, many years. Um, ran my first five K when I was eight years old and I've been running ever since. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm a full-time running coach. I coach uh, endurance athletes of all ages and abilities. And, uh, I also, you know, do that sort of stuff myself from trail running to road marathons and everything kind of in between. So, um, running is a big part of, of everything I do. I also coach high school track and cross country. Um, but, uh, outside of that, I am based in Colorado. I'm a big skier, hiker, everything outside and, uh, love to just get outside and move.
1: Are you, did you go to Colorado state?
2: No, I did not. Uh, great question though. <laughs> I am rocking my Colorado state, uh, sweatshirt. Um, this is, uh, one of my high school seniors, uh, committed to to run it at Colorado State so I'm now a Colorado State fan That that's amazing I I don't have a lot of ties to Colorado State but I do have a former
1: student athlete that uh, is a track and field um, he's a pole vaulter at Colorado and uh, you know, I'm a big Colorado guy because I'm a big Dion guy man prime time is my guy um, but Um, Hey, let's jump right into it. So, uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is you said all ages and all abilities, the abilities part that is the thing that I'm kind of looking at here because, uh, we're live in the eager to run club and we have all sorts of abilities. We have some really good runners in here and we have some people that have just maybe lost 50 pounds, lost a hundred pounds, and they're looking to, um, Take an adventure, they're looking to dip their toes in the water, so to speak and and get into the run game. So you have a lot of experience across the board with all sorts of levels of running. um what is uh what's one piece of advice as far as far as preparation go, what's one piece of advice you can give to somebody that's just dipping their toes in the water uh, with with long distance running?
2: Yeah, I would say I think a mistake that a lot of people make early on is they they choose their training plan based on where they want to be and not where they are at. Mm. And it's really important to train, you know, where you are at, where your, your abilities are at, because if you try to train in a way, maybe you find a plan online that says, you know, run a 5k in under 30 minutes, you may not be there you know, you may not be able to run, follow that schedule. You may not be able to run four or five days a week without having your body break down or without burning out and, and all of that. So, you know, the way that I like to approach an athlete is kind of figure out where they're at and, and gradually work up from there. Um, so that I think is is a big key. You know, the, the race day is is obviously really exciting and important and fun. Um, I've seen some of the videos of what you guys do and, And it's incredible, you know, the, the energy, the excitement, the community is phenomenal, but it's the training that's really important. You know, that's what is, is helping you improve your, your health and improve your abilities on race day. And I think sometimes we get caught up thinking about the race and not focusing as much on the training. And and I think we sometimes need to step back and look at where we're at, look at where we want to be and kind of gradually work up to that.
1: Yeah. Hey, I want to say something and I don't know if you want to say anything to this, Dwayne, but um, I think it was Tom Brady that said you don't win. You don't win championships on Sundays. Mm. You don't win championships at the Super Bowl. It's, It's all that preparation. You know, Tom Brady's working in June, July, August, September. So when he hits the road running in February, when he's, you know, he's on the turf in Arizona or whatever, he's ready. And it's the same. It's the same concept. You know, you don't you don't succeed on race day. You know, if you show up on race day looking to run a 5k or looking to run 13.1 miles, sorry, that, that's just not reality, right? And and it's all about that, it's all about that preparation. It's about getting a blueprint in your hand saying, I need to be where I'm at, I need to be where my feet are, right? And and um, you know, and accepting that maybe 30 minutes isn't in my cards yet, not today. It could be, but I gotta start with day one. If I want to jump ahead to day seven. Now that's that's how that's how you experience injury right there that's how you experience a, you know a, a setback is you know trying to do too much and taking a big too big of a chunk
0: um, yeah man so I um you know i I will not have a lot to say when it comes to running um <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me but I will say uh you know I remember when when uh, with e2m uh, I know you don't know uh, tucker but I lost you know over 70 pounds uh with the program uh and I remember you know the the whole like wanting to be a runner uh you know was short-lived but but i remember like you know wanting that 30 minute you know uh 5k once i realized what it was um so for for and you kind of talk to it man you know that the whole preparation because only thing i could think about was the actual race like I, i i wasn't thinking about what do i need to do to train what do i need to do to prepare. You know, do I have even down to the shoes, Brad? We even had an episode talking about footwear, like mm-hmm. what shoes I need, you know, whatever. So I'm glad you talked about, you know, that part as far as like the training aspect of it and 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 really focusing on that, you know, because the race, the race is glorified. Like we like, like you said, we making a big event, but it's all the steps leading up to it, man. So I really like that you touched on that. And I could tell a lot of people in the comments resonated with that. Yeah. Um, and being a coach, I know that's something that that, that you, you preach all the time and what are some other like things that, that, that you, uh, even if you're taking on a client, uh, some things that you kind of, uh, instill in them outside of, you know, the training aspect.
2: Yeah. Um, I think a, a big thing for, for me is that I coach primarily by using time and perceived effort to guide our training. And I think that's oftentimes a bit of a transition because we're, we're often so tied into, you know, the, the result, And, you know, I come from a running side, but I think this is, you know, this is true in in any other area as well, whether it be weightlifting or, you know, anything else is like, you know, we're trying to, to always kind of be doing better than we did yesterday. And that's not how it works. You know, you have to, understand the way the body works is that we apply stress and then we need to rest and we need to recover. And so if you're always trying to, you know, run faster, lift more than you did the previous day, um, that that's not realistic and it's a good way to again, get hurt. So the approach that I use is, is by using time and perceived effort. So, you know, most of the training that my athletes will see on their schedule is, you know, say a 30 minute run at an easy effort or, you know, 45 minute run with two by six minutes at a comfortably hard effort and taking away the, the, like, you know, constantly checking the watch and seeing, all right, am I, am I doing better than I was yesterday? Am I running fast enough today? And instead tuning into how you're feeling mm. and because some days, you know, I go out for a run and. Some days my easy effort could be 30, 40 seconds slower than, than it was previously based on how I slept or stress, or maybe I had a hard workout yesterday. And today I'm just feeling, you know, a little bit sore and and fatigued. And so I think by using perceived effort, that helps take away the pressure of like, well, am I, am I running the pace that I should be running? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's something that I try to help my athletes understand.
1: Yeah. You said there, you said something there, uh, with your, with your voice that goes off, like, am I as good as I was yesterday? And, and that, when that voice goes off, man, that's a big mental, that's a, that's a battle that we have to face often, especially in running, you know, like meant uh, the the mental state is, is huge. Can you touch yeah. on, you know, the, the importance of being mentally tough when it comes to, to running?
2: Yeah, that that's huge. I mean, we're, we're in a metrics driven world, and Amen. you know we're always wanting to to look at the watch and see see what our our pace is saying, see how many miles we're doing. Um, and there's always that comparison of you know, whether it's a going out for just a, a 30 minute uh, easy run or whether it's doing a workout or a race, we're, we're always wanting to chase that progress, which is awesome and it keeps us coming back for more. But sometimes, you have to take a step back in order to take two steps forward. And so I think one, just preparing yourself mentally that it it doesn't look like this, you know, there are going to be peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. I think that's an important, important thing to kind of shift your mindset to just understanding that there's going to be some ups and downs and, and that doesn't mean that you're getting worse or that you're, you're not good. Um, just understand that it, it's part of, that natural progression, you know, other, other mental skills. I mean, I think running is especially, um, great for, for building that mental toughness because running is hard. You know, you, you are 100% responsible for moving your body. There is no mechanical aid like there is on a bike. You know, there, there's no easy way out. You are taking every single step. And so, Um, I think just gradually working up and, uh, building your, your running and doing some harder workouts, I think is just a phenomenal way to build that mental toughness over time. Um, you know, I think if, if you can mix in some, some harder things, I'm a big fan of hills. Um, I know, uh, people are maybe not always based in areas where there are hills, easy access to hills, but, um, hills are a phenomenal way to work on your mental toughness and they also really help to work on your form. Um, but yeah, hills are always hard. And so whether, if you don't have hills nearby, I think a great way to do this is by finding a stairwell, finding a parking garage, anything that has an incline and going uphill for 15 to 30 seconds and pushing yourself. And that's a great way to kind of callous the mind and, and, do tough things. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I, I, I Wait a minute, Brad. <laughs> hey, take, take, take,
1: take the floor, my friend, take the floor.
0: <laughs> no, man. So it, what you, you said so many like really, really dope things, man. One thing that stood out to me just because of what I'm doing. Um, uh, I, I apply what you just mentioned to weightlifting um, because I am prepping for a show and, and I do have a little uh, app that I track the weight that I use each time. And uh what I've learned with bodybuilding, kind of like you mentioned, like you're not gonna go up every week, like every time you come in, you're not gonna go up in weight. Like in my mind, I want to. I wanna add five pounds every time. But does that five pounds, you know, put a strain on my body? Am I losing my form? You know, and you really have to be consistent and precise and be willing to to you know soften the ego, like, okay. Not going up five pounds on this on this bench press. I'm gonna stay right here. I'm gonna get my reps in. I'm i I'm a you know stick to that man. So that that really spoke to me, man, because that's something that it, and I always say it, it comes from the 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 football high school mentality where you want to keep going up. You want to get on the the thousand you know thousand pound club or whatever. You know you just keep wanting to push, wanting to push, man. But uh, what I'm finding out is just really focus. Uh, you know, training. And and, and and, you know, just really uh, uh, not necessarily data driven, but uh, you know, super intentional with, with what I'm doing. So I just wanted to go back to that because that yeah. was that
2: spoke to me like for real, I was like, yeah, this, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. and and unfortunately, running is a very high impact activity. And so I find that the athletes I work with who do come from that that team sport background, grew up playing football basketball hockey whatever it may be where especially for i think the generation of, of us you know that that grew up more in the no pain no gain coaches screaming <laughs> and yelling kind of era um i think that's slowly changing a little bit it's hopefully uh coaches are more positive and understanding and supportive of their athletes but you know back in the day it was like you know if, if you were didn't have a broken bone, get back out there, you know, and push (laughs) through it. And in running, no pain, no gain is like the worst possible mentality you could have. Mm. You you need to be able to listen to your body and tune in. Okay. How am I feeling? And, and adjust from there. And I think that's where having a coach, having somebody to talk to is really helpful because a lot of us, if left to our own devices, we're going to go out there. We see, okay, I've got a, 30 minute, you know, tempo run today. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do that workout because it's on my schedule and having somebody to talk to and say, you know what? I'm actually, I'm feeling a little discomfort in my hip. And that's where, you know, I have a coach as well, because he's going to help me say, all right, you know what today, actually, this, this is a good opportunity to take a day off, give your body the time it needs to, you know, to rest, recover, repair, um, so yeah, I, I think that the, the team sport athletes are often a bit of a challenge for me as a coach, because they do often come in with that mentality of push through and got to, you know, if I, if I don't show the coach that I can, you know, get out there again and push through this and get out for the next play, then I'm not going to get my minutes. And that's not the, the mentality to have in, in running. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I like to call those rest days versus test days. And you got to kind of uh, comprehend the difference between the two. Um, and, and the you know, I coach football for a lot of years in the times and the tides are turning where, you know, the, when I played football, man, it was always contact at practice, man. We we followed through with the tackle, man. We were down to the ground nowadays it's almost touch football at practice because why would you risk the injury of your players? But anyways, um, you know, when you talk about, uh, there's two things that I, that I, that I picked up with you, uh, what you laid down there first and foremost, um, when you go back to the peaks and the valleys, right? The, 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 the peaks teach you appreciation, man, when you're on top of the world, you can appreciate all the hard work that's behind you at the bottom of the hill and all the trials and tribulations that you face to get to the top. And you're in the valleys, that is actually probably more important because when you're in the valleys of life, that teaches you patience. When you say that you have to slow down your pace to a conversation pace, you got to slow down or, or or lower your weight for reps. That teaches you patience. You know, you appreciate that time that you are are soaking in under the bench press or soaking in out on the road, man. When you tell me if my if my pace is nine minutes, but you ha- you're telling me I got to run a mile in ten minutes. Oh, man, it just to slow that time down, that is incredibly hard. But, uh, man, we know that patience is is an absolute key component to thriving in life, thriving in running, thriving in in the physique world. And the second thing that I had was was uh, when you talk about a coach, you know, you said you have a coach. You know, you're a superb runner. You have a lot of accolades. You've done a lot of things. You have a lot of great accomplishments in the run world. But you have a run coach and the rock. The Rock has a run coach man. man Mr. Mr. Dwayne Johnson has a coach. And I think a lot of times when when you think about a great The Rock, my man Tucker, you think about the greats Tom Brady, they have coaches because you know they they are great all by themselves. But when you talk about tapping in on life, you talk about maxing out on life, you got to have a co- coach that's not only passionate but knowledgeable. You know, and passion goes a long way. And and, and if you want the best out of your client, you want the best out of your player, you got to be passionate, man. I I, I was in teaching for 10 years. I saw a lot of great teachers with no passion. You get no results. I've seen mediocre teachers with a lot of passion. Get maximal results because you care about that thing. You're somebody that cares about your runners. You're somebody that cares about your clients. My man, Dwayne, myself, we care about our clients. That's passion. And you also, you also have to take that, that tangible of knowledge. You know what you're talking about. You know, so if you're trying to seek out a coach, if, if somebody's uh, watching right now live, if you're trying to seek out a coach, go to somebody that has some passion and love for what they do. Tucker is the guy, man. We have coaches in here that love what they do and they're passionate about their clients and they're knowledgeable. All right. So passion and knowledge go a long way. And and uh hey, I want to I want to open up the floor before before I, I turn it over to you guys um for some QA, man. If you have any questions, if you're watching live, man, this is your time to to drop a question in. And and Tucker, myself, and Dwayne will do our absolute best best to give you an answer but uh you know i, I like where this conversation is going because I, I have a lot of relatability as far as coaching goes and teaching um i, mean, I miss i miss teaching but uh you know the coaching side of things has picked up that slack so um i appreciate what you do man and and you know it, it does sound like you're passionate and obviously you have a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge and and i'll uh, have a lot to offer
2: yeah can, can i add one thing yeah man there's, a, a, there's a quote. I should I should know who this quote is from before I say it. But anyways, I, I really like it. Um, it is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Hmm. And uh so I like what you said there. You know, you talked about passion almost, you know, more than you did, and, and you talked about it before you talked about the the knowledge piece. And uh so yeah, I think that is is something that resonates with me and, and with a lot of people as well, is that like, you know, you could be the most knowledgeable person in the world, but if you don't show somebody that you care, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably not going to get across. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's something that I try to keep top of mind is, is just, you know, showing my athletes that, that I care about them as, as mm-hmm. a person first and foremost, and being there for them, you know, no matter what life throws at them. And then, you know, Yeah, they they know that I know my stuff, but uh, it it doesn't matter if I know my stuff if Mm -hmm. I don't care about them.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of teachers and coaches out there with no jobs because they have no passion and drive for what they do. Uh, We do have one question. Uh, Dwayne, can you read that question? I can't see it.
0: (laughs) Put it on the screen for you.
1: Hey, how about it? How about it?
0: All right, this is from uh, Brent, some guy named Brent. You know, we don't know who he is, but uh, he said, <laughs> <laughs> <Never> <laughs> "What's up, <laughs> Are there some cues for runners to gauge uh, a perceived effort while running? While running, yes. Are there some cues? I guess they can gauge gauge that is his question.
2: Yeah, great question, Brent. And <laughs> uh, shout out to Brent for connecting us. Really appreciate it. He's definitely. He's definitely one of those athletes I was talking about earlier. He's the the no pain no gain guy. One hundred and twenty percent. Yes, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> sit but, down somewhere, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's doing awesome, and he's he's really you know kind of shifted his mindset towards being able to to train at, at an easier effort to not be pushing every day, which has has helped him out a lot. So, um, what are some cues for runners to gauge perceived effort while running? I think the one that you probably will hear about the most is conversational pace. Uh, the challenge is not everybody is out running with, with somebody else every, you know, every session. So that can be a challenge. Um, something I like to think about and encourage my athletes to think about is when you finish an easy run, you should be able to say that you could have gone longer and you could have gone faster uh, both. And a lot of people will finish and they're like, yeah, I could have gone faster, but I don't know if I could have gone much longer if I was going at a faster pace. So I think that's a good way to think about it should be able to go faster, should also be able to have gone longer. Um, there's, there's some other ones as well. One that I think is a little bit more, you know, in the moment, kind of a check-in with yourself is, uh, called breath rate. So trying to kind of align your breathing with your, with your steps, with your cadence. And so if you're running an easy run, the the run is designed to be at an easy effort. um, You should be able to maintain a three, three breath rate. So that's three steps for a breath in three steps for a breath out. Um, It's not a perfect science, but I think it can be helpful. And if you're at more of a two, two breath rate, that's a good indication that you should probably slow down if, it, if you're supposed to be going easy. 2-2 two, two breath rate is kind of more in that, that gray area into that threshold zone, uh, kind of a comfortably hard tempo type style run. Uh, and then if you get into the range where you're taking like two steps for a breath in, one step for a breath out, or one step for a breath in, two steps for a breath out, uh, then you're kind of more in that like, 5k kind of effort those are your your intervals your harder sessions so breath rate is a helpful way to to gauge that but conversational pace if you're if you are with somebody uh if if you can maintain like full sentences or close to full sentences and and talk uh, while you're running um, at least like getting out three or four words between breaths um, that's a good way to do it you can also sing if you're out on a run by yourself, I know you might look, look, or feel a little goofy, but uh, you know, sing a little bit on a run, see if you can get it, you know, almost a full sentence out. Um, That's a good way to kind of check in with yourself. Um, If you're going, you know, a little bit too hard on those easy runs and you're, you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, then, you know, you may notice you're only able to, you know, say one or two or maybe three words um, without having to take a breath. So, um conversational pace is definitely a good one as well nice we got another one it says uh
0: how do you control your breathing while running while we're talking about breath rate and such
2: Hmm. well um (laughs) i think this is another one that is kind of learned over time Mm -hmm. um as you were mentioning mentioning brad I think the, the ego kind of gets in our way sometimes when you do have to shift that, okay, I'm usually running nine minute pace, but today I need to run a 10 minute pace. Uh, you know, something like that. I'm a big fan of walk breaks. I think that's a, a tough thing for, for some individuals uh, to grapple with is like, they think of walking as kind of the enemy. If I'm going out for a run, I should be running the whole time. That's not the case. Um, If you are, the, the best way that you can improve as a runner is to run longer, you know, getting more time of exposure to these stimulus. So the best way to do that is by slowing down, right? If you're capable, if you're right now, you're only capable of going out and running consistently for 30 minutes and you can't get over that 30 minute barrier, I would encourage you to take a 30 to 60 second walk break every five minutes. And then you may notice that at 30 minutes, you actually still feel like you can go another five minutes or another 10 minutes. So yes, you're taking those walk breaks, which might feel like you're not running, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, but it's allowing you to be you know, exposed to uh, exposing your body to, to that stimulus of, of that easy effort running for longer. So you're gonna get more benefits. So I think that's, that's a great way. I kind of answered uh, the question in, in an odd way. but for breathing purposes, if you notice that your, your breath rate is not controlled and your, your breath rate's going up and the, the effort is going up and it's feeling challenging, take a walk break. Let your heart rate, let your breath rate come back down and then you know, get back into running once you feel like you're recovered. Um, you know, I, I also think you know you may hear about like nasal, breathing and, and things like that. But I'm a big believer that like whatever is most comfortable for you to just get air into your lungs and, and take in some <laughs> oxygen is, is great. Um, so don't overthink it and try to keep that breathing as, as controlled and comfortable as possible. Um, and hopefully that helps.
1: I love that. Cause everyone's a little different, man, you know, and, and some people can't do the nasal boy and I, I, I I've tried, I'm okay at it but I need air in my lungs. <laughs> well, however I can get air in my lungs. Yeah. That's how that's how I do it, man. That's 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 good stuff.
0: Listen, I was I was about to call you out, Brad. I was like Brad did the whole <laughs> tape on the mouth thing trying to miss extreme. <laughs> man, I I'll be somewhere laid out, bro. Like that ain't even I ain't even going to play with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. If you got any more questions? Uh Shelly Davis
1: just dropped one.
0: Yeah, I see it. There it is. Uh, what's the average split pace for a mile? <laughs> so these are such easy questions. Thank yeah.
2: you. <laughs> so I, I I'm, gonna start I'm taking charging that, that question as you know, what is the average mile pace for the general population? Is that what you think she's asking there? I'm assuming. It's a pretty wide open question, Tucker. Yeah. So you can give a wide open answer. Do it do, do <laughs> for sure. Wide open question. It. Um, you know, I would say there, there is no, uh, average in my mind. I mean, I'm sure if you took in all the data, yeah, you could probably come up with an average, but, uh, what, whatever is best for you is, is what your average kind of mile pace should be. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I've trained with, some, some really great groups over the years and gotten to know a lot of really talented runners. And I would say most athletes that I run with in workouts and on easy run days and in any group runs, most of the runners that, that try to go faster than I do, I beat on race day. I mm. run, if you were to take, you know, my race results and, and, and all of that, um, and compare that to, to the athletes that, you know, I often am, am, training with. Um, I think a lot of them are end up kind of pushing the pace too much, uh, too often. And so that, that's always been a, an, a valuable lesson for me is that, you know, like you were kind of saying, Brad there, you know, we're not, we're not testing ourselves in training. We test ourselves on race day. So, trying to shift away from thinking about what are we running, you know, what pace are we running? How many miles are we running? And focus on doing what's best for our bodies on the given day. Uh, And then on race day, we can actually try and, you know, push ourselves and, and test ourselves. And if you want to judge yourself, you know, see how you're progressing over time, but try not to judge yourself on every single training run because there, there is no, Pace that you should be running on any session there really isn't you know one day you might be feeling great and you might be running a nine thirty pace and then the next day you might be might not feel so great and you might be running a 11 minute pace and it feels the same and that's okay Excellent awesome answer yeah great answer
0: and she even said thank you <laughs> <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> all right so i guess we're going to transition b uh thank you guys for the questions we're going to do uh we already prepared tucker for for this segment fun segment we do every week it is gonna pop up after this video do you you know all right so this is the do you know or did you know segment tucker you have plenty of time to think about it uh (laughs) tell the folks live and replaying uh do you know or did you know fact about yourself
2: all right. Well, I did have plenty of time to think about this one, but I, I always think this is uh, is a tough question to uh, to answer. <laughs> I play this, this game with my high school kids, you know, as an icebreaker of like, you know, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. And I feel like most of the time I get answers like uh, my favorite color is green. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's not very interesting. So uh... my my go to is uh, is usually that I'm a twin because a lot mm. of people don't don't know that about me. Uh, I have a twin sister who is one minute older than me. Um, she's the only sibling that, that I have. So it's pretty cool experience to, to share, you know, every minute of our lives together. Um, so that's, that's kind of my go-to interesting fact, but the one that kind of popped into my mind, uh, which might take us in a, in a different direction than, than the, the normal answer to this, uh, to this question is just that, you know, something that I, that I have, uh, you know, often not shared with people over the years is that, um, you know, I've dealt with mental health issues, uh, throughout my life. And it's something that just in the last few years, I've become more comfortable talking about openly. Um, so I've dealt with anxiety and depression throughout much of my life. And, uh, what I've noticed is that by sharing that more openly with people um, one, it feels good mm-hmm. to kind of not feel like keeping that inside and two, uh, the amount of conversations I've had with people where they've shared their challenges and shared kind of what, what they've, they're going through. And, um, I feel like it, it, one, um, just kind of opens that door for people to, to share that more openly and not feel like they are alone in dealing with whatever struggles they have. So, uh. Figured I would just share that. Yeah. That's, Perfect, that's awesome.
1: man. Dwayne, we need we need to have a follow-up uh, podcast with Tucker um, talk, you know, talking about this topic because I think this is a powerful one.
0: Set it up, yeah. man. Yeah. You're the scheduler, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All done. No, nah, man. So, Tucker, man, we appreciate you sharing uh, both of those, man. Um, you know, super, uh, you know, the cool, the twin thing is super cool. Uh, and, you know, our... One of our very first podcasts was about the mental health aspect uh, of, of, of just you know, people in fitness, because it is something that needs to be talked about more. And, and we will uh, try our best to get you back on the, on the schedule to talk about that, man, because uh, okay. it's, it's a topic that a lot of the uh, fitness world, uh, they're leaving out. Um, you yeah. know, everybody's, you know, motivational, inspirational. I mean, we, we, we're, we're good at it, too. But that, that's that's what that's a layer that's missing, um, and it and it kind of reminds me of what you mentioned about the 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 old school, you know, football days. You know, you're not hurt is like mental issues. Well, you better get back on that field, you know, <laughs> like, yes. like put some dirt on it, man, and keep mm-hmm. going, you know. But but it it you know it it shows a, a, a testament to this the the development and. You know, even even for myself, you know, just understanding those things and just kind of being open and transparent about that. So we really, really appreciate that, brother. Thank you for your time and uh, coming on Colorado time. Uh, We know we know it's a little earlier there, so we we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Man, to everybody watching live, man, thank you all for making this fun. Thank you for the questions Uh, for those watching on YouTube and listening on the podcast. man, we appreciate you all, man, every week. Uh, it is an honor to to step behind the microphone and uh and and bring you some some new content man and and Brad what you want to say man before we go
1: hey tucker uh just just want to appreciate uh just send my appreciation to you man you're a role model you're somebody that leads through action and and everybody that's watching this understand that leadership is an action it's not a position let's go
0: i love it till next time y'all